shout unto God with a voice a triumph in this building this morning. You ought to let every devil in hell hear you today. Uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Uh, whom the Lord hath redeemed uh, from the hand of the enemy. Uh, I wonder if there's anybody in the building uh, with the testimony this morning uh, that the devil thought he had me, uh, but I got away. Come on, I dare you to shout up in this sanctuary this morning. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory! Somebody make some noise in this place. Yes! Yes! Somebody shout, I made it! Shout, I made it! I made it! I made it through the struggle. I made it through depression. I made it through the sickness. I made it through the opposition. And now that I'm here, I've got to praise him. Now that I'm here, I've got to give him glory. Somebody that made it, lift your voice. You ought to give him and I made it praise. You ought to give him, and I made it, shout this morning. You ought to give him, and I made it, dance this morning. Put your hands together one more time and give him a praise in this place. Woo! Push about eight people on the way to your seat. Tell them I made it. They look like they're sleeping. Push them two times. Hey. You can be seated this morning. There's a lot of places you could be right here this morning. Some of y'all could be in the hospital this morning. Uh huh. Some of y'all could have been in jail this morning uh, or in prison this morning. Uh, some of y'all could have been in an insane asylum this morning, but God delivered you, and God made a way, and God brought you out, and he brought you. And my Bible says that you should show forth the praises. I hear people say, well, 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 I just don't praise him like that. I, I praise him in my heart. I praise him in my mind. My Bible said to show forth the praises. I'm glad we don't have to guess on how to give God praise. Anybody realize that praise isn't about what I want to give him? I wish I had the right church in the building. I said praise is not about what I want to give him. Well, I'm going to praise him in my own way. I'm going to do it in my own. That's, that's the theology of Cain. 
That's exactly why God rejected Cain's sacrifice. He said, Cain, I told you what I like. I told you what I want. Yet you insist on coming and giving me all that stuff you want to give me. I'm glad that the Bible tells us exactly how to praise him. Praise him in the timbrel and dance. Praise him uh, on the stringed instruments and organs. Uh, praise him on the high sounding cymbals. Uh, praise him on the loud sounding cymbals. Uh, let everything, uh, let everything uh, that has breath uh, praise uh, ye uh, the Lord. Uh, oh, clap your hands, uh, all ye people. Uh, and uh, I wish somebody would give him what he wants this morning. Uh, I didn't come to give him what I want. Uh, I came to give him a praise uh, that he asked me for. Uh, hey! You've got it. Let me see you wave your hands. Come on, somebody. Come on, if you've got it. Let me see you wave your hands. When the devil say no, God say yeah. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I 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 got it. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this place. glory of the Lord in this place when the praises go up when the praises go up the blessing comes down oh one more time somebody let's do what the Bible said and offer up the sacrifice of praise the fruit of our lips come on God wants to hear you this morning give him a sacrifice clap your hands one more time and love him in this sanctuary together Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning? My, 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 you can be seated for just a few moments. I want to take a brief opportunity 
to say welcome to everyone in the building. Welcome to Sunday morning at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Amen. We want to recognize all of our first-time guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us. If you're here as a first-time guest, we want you to know that you are a VIP guest in the house. Church, would you help me put your hands together one more time and give God some praise? We could do better than that for all of our first-time guests. Come on, let's let them know how much we appreciate them today. We are so glad to have you in the house of the Lord. And if this is your first time here, you should have received one of these VIP invitation cards like the one pictured on the screen. And if you did not receive one of those and you're here for the first time, just slip your hand in the air and one of our staff members will bring one to you very quickly. But this is simply an invitation for you to join us immediately after the service in our VIP room. We've got a small gift that we'd love to give you and uh, some light refreshments. We just want an opportunity to, to tell you how much we appreciate you being with us in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. We, we have a little policy here concerning our first-time guests, and we understand that it's rude to impose policies on guests, but this one's really important to us, and our policy is simply this. You are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home at the Rock Church. Amen. So I wish I could get somebody to just help me let them know that they're at home this morning. Would you turn around 360 degrees where you're sitting and tell everybody you can reach welcome home, shake their hand behind you, in front of you, on your left, on your right. Tell them welcome home. Amen. Amen. Speaking of welcome home, uh, it has been several months in the making. God has been doing some incredible things and uh, moving as only he can. And uh, this morning, uh, Sister Sophia is here, and she's here, here. She finally made the move, and she is here for good at home this morning. I think we ought to give God a praise for her. Come on. This is one of the Victorian clan. Let's give God a praise for her this morning. Amen. Welcome home, Sister Sophia. We're so glad you're here and uh, so glad to have all those that are streaming online with us this morning. Glad you were able to tune in and uh, be a witness to all that the Lord is doing in this house. And uh, truly, God has been doing some amazing things in this sanctuary. Many, many, many people being filled with the Holy Ghost, being baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. There is evangelism happening all across our city, all across our state. We are changing the world. Amen, somebody. This past Friday, our young people went to uh, Bradenton, Florida, and uh, they were there at Calvary Apostolic Church. Brother Judah Williams preached the word of the Lord. And when they were finished, five young people received the Holy Ghost. They baptized three of them in Jesus' name for the remission of their sins. I think we ought to give God a praise for that. Amen. And so many incredible doors that are opening and God is doing some amazing things. I, I believe that the Lord's going to continue that in this house this morning. Anybody else come with faith in your heart? Amen. And, uh, and then something else happened this weekend. Uh, God, God did a thing. 
Amen. Brother Isaac Williams, would you come here? Now, for those of you who don't know, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And uh, I love this boy more than he could possibly imagine. And uh, just 20 short years ago, and uh, in a few weeks, I held this little man in my arms as God brought him into this world. And, uh, and he has been such a blessing to us. And, and can you believe, can you believe that he came to me not too long ago and said, Dad, there's somebody I, I, I want to spend the rest of my life with. But you hear what they all my life, pray with someone like you. So you got to take these times. You can't get away singing R&B at any other time in the church. It's gospel, y'all. I thank God. See, it's, it, they, they thanking God. In this one. <laughs> I finally found. He said, Daddy, there's somebody I want to spend the rest of my life with. And I am so excited to announce this morning the engagement of Isaac Paul Williams to Tiana Spites. Would you come up here, Sister Tiana? I think we ought to go ahead and thank God for what he's doing in the lives of these young people. Isaac and Tiana, we're so proud of you both. And uh, I've had the privilege, of course, watching my son his entire life. And Sister Tiana, these past several years that God has orchestrated your steps and brought you here, I've been able to watch you grow in the favor of God. And I've watched God put his hands upon you and mold you and make you. And uh, the journey has just begun. And I want you both to know the best is yet to come. We love you, and we're so very proud of you. Congratulations, Isaac and Tiana. We love you all. Come on, give them a great big hand. Just remain standing all over this house as we prepare for the word of the Lord in this place. My God, you'll never be able to say that somebody sang Casey and JoJo as a sermonic sermon before you preach. The first time it's been done in Pentecost. Somebody's liable to fall in love and get married during the sermon over all that singing. I saw the way some of y'all slid over next to your boo while we were singing that song. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Talk about God is love. God is love. Amen. How many of you are just so grateful for the ministry of this great man of God and how God has used our evangelist, Brother Godwin, in such a powerful way? Brother Godwin, we know that uh, that our steps are ordered by God and that this morning is divinely appointed and orchestrated by the Holy Ghost. We are ready to respond in whatever way that God has ordained for this service to be. We want you to come and preach the word. Would you give God another hand clap of praise as he comes? Come on. High five somebody around you and say, good God from glory. Man, all that newlywed stuff. 
had me bright-eyed, bushy-tailed all night last night. I mean, I was, he told me what was going on. I said, Tuesday night, I was down there looking at your son in that altar, and the Holy Ghost was, I was like, mm, I ain't going to say nothing yet. But I missed it. They were looking at someone and said, he missed it Tuesday night. I was going to tell him, I said, you need to go ahead and pull the string, Bubba. Amen. And they are now engaged. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So happy for them and proud of them. Amen. If you got your Bibles, let's take them. Turn with me to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 11, and Micah, chapter 2. I know we don't normally turn there for a text, but tell somebody he won't be long, but it'll be good. Man, we want to thank you for being here. Our guests, again, we congratulate you and thank you for coming. To all the saints of God, thank you for filling, just about completely filling up the bottom floor. Just a, just about 25 more, and I think we're going to have to start pushing them to the balcony. We got a, got a few up there. Thank you, Jesus. I just looked up. Amen. So we're thankful for everybody that's here. Nehemiah chapter 11 and verse 4. And at Jerusalem dwelt certain of the children of Judah. And of the children of Benjamin, of the children of Judah, Athiah, the son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amari, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Mahaliel, of the children of Perez, and Messiah, the son of Baruch, the son of Kohoz, the son of Haziah, the son of Adiah, the son of Joyarib, the son of Zechariah, the son of Shilani. Son. You got, to, you got to repeat them a few times, get all them names right. All the sons of Perez that dwelt at Jerusalem were 403 score and eight valiant men. 468 valiant men. Micah 2 and 12, I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of thee. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together as a sheep of Bozrah, as a flock in the midst of a fold. Everybody say as a flock. In the midst of their fold. They shall make great noise. By reason of the multitude of men. The breaker is come up before them. They have broken up. And have passed through the gate. And are gone out by it. And their king shall pass before them. And the Lord on the head of them. I want to preach today on this subject. The noise of a breakthrough. Look at somebody and say, I hear the noise of a breakthrough. Tell somebody there is a noise of a breakthrough. Would you lift your hands before you see them? Would you give God some praise for his word? Lord, we thank you. We praise you for your word today. We thank you for the anointing that is upon us and upon your word. Now, God, would you fill someone with the Holy Ghost today? Would you forgive people of their sins would you wash their sins away by them being water baptized in your great name? We pray in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. I'm speaking to a very prophetic group of people. A prophetic church led by a prophetic man with a prophetic anointing. Your pastor and bishop, Brother Williams. And I want to ask you today... Is it possible that maybe we are asking too much or thinking too big? Are we looking for something that can't be found? What do you say? What are you looking for? We're looking for a mighty influx 
of brand new people coming out of the world being born again. Somebody say a mighty influx. Tell somebody a lot of people, amen, coming into the kingdom, to the church. Is it possible that our faith is unfounded? I would say we are not asking too much, nor are we thinking too big. Our faith is not unfounded, and we shall find what we are searching for because we are promised, if we shall seek, we shall find. Tell three people around you, I'm seeking and I will find more of the Lord. So today we stand as privileged, in a privileged position as not only observers but also as participators in the fulfillment of end time prophecy. We are prophetically in a pregnant moment ready to give birth to a breakthrough revival and a breakthrough harvest. The hand of God is striking midnight on eternity's timepiece. And those who have eyes of the Spirit can see plainly that we are entering the climactic conclusion of this space called time. Notice most prophetically and most plainly as Russia has moved back to the forefront of political visibility and how God has kept his word. And I believe according to scripture, he has set a hook in Russia's jaw and is pulling her south from Russia. Tell somebody God's in this. Amen. Whether you know it or not, the prophetic of God is about to take place. God speaks of Gog and Magog two boundaries of water on the west and the east side of what we know as Russia, speaks of them ultimately joined bands with China, a 200 million man army. That hasn't happened yet. The president of China is kind of throwing a stiff arm up to them, but eventually they're going to come together. But Russia, untimely, out of character, has begun to move out of its borders to take over Ukraine. You say, what does it mean? Well, they've done it. And now the papers are saying they don't have the uh, machinery. They don't have the, the men in place. They don't have the flow of the armies like they want to. And so they're having to reposition. Amen. And so everybody's waiting for more bombing and things to happen. Amen. Tell somebody, Scripture is being fulfilled. Now, I didn't get that from everybody. Most everybody didn't say nothing. So look at somebody say, the rules are. You got to talk back to this preacher. You cannot be quiet while I'm preaching. Now, I know you're listening. Look at, look at somebody tell me that. that stuff was so good, I was listening. I know what you was, but just listen with your mouth open. Hallelujah. Amen. But we are living in prophetic times. Tell somebody we're living in prophetic times. Amen. Israel will be the ultimate goal of attack from Russia and from China. This should not move the church, though, to fear, but yet it should move us to joy and anticipation because we know when this begins to happen that this latter house shall be greater than the former house and this whole earth, tell somebody, the whole earth is going to be full of God's glory. Oh, I wish I had some church people that was happy about it. I'm talking about this whole earth will be full of God's glory. 2,500 years ago, the prophet Ezekiel looked through the telescope of prophecy 
and solve this last and final generation. Tell somebody this is the last generation. The last generation when Israel would become a nation. And this happened in May 15th, 1948. Touch somebody and say Israel became a nation of people in 1948. They were God's earthly people. From Genesis 12, God speaks about him blessing Abraham's seed. He said, I'll bless the sands, your seed like the sands of the sea. Everybody say the sands are earthly. And he said, I'll bless them like the stars of the heaven. Say the stars are heavenly. So there's a heavenly portion to God's seed or, and then there's an earthly part. The earthly part of God's seed is the earthly people Israel. It's the Jews. But the heavenly part of God's seed is the church. Amen, because we have been born again. Why? Because after Calvary, I feel like preaching. After Calvary, he went from just reaching the Jews before Christ. In the beginning of time, he was reaching for Jews. But after the cross and after the day of Pentecost, he began to reach for every soul on this planet. He said, even the Gentiles. Tell somebody, we are Gentiles. Tell somebody, you're a Gentile. Amen. And he said, even the Gentiles will hear this gospel. Amen. And the prophecy is that the latter house shall be blessed. Amen. Greater than the former house. Everybody say the last people. This earthly people will minimize in comparison to the heavenly people. The church will be greater than Israel. Amen. We will be greater in number, greater in power. Why? Because we have been born again. Tell somebody, I've been born again. Amen. Now let me just throw in here since I've went a little further in this. Amen. I don't mean that the church will be against Israel because we will not. We are, div- we are put together, the earthly seed and the heavenly seed. Everybody say amen. Amen. But God is blessing this heavenly seed. It is the church from the year 33 AD when Jesus Christ died on the cross. And 50 days later at the fulfillment, amen, of his prophecies, the Bible says his spirit was poured out upon all men. And it happened to be a man of 120 people in the upper room. 40 days late, 50 days earlier, it was 500 people in that upper room. That after the red, his death, they went to that upper room to wait. Amen. They only had to wait 10 days. But in 10 days, it went from 500 people down to 120. In 10 days, amen, 380 people walked out and said, oh, well, I don't guess nothing's going to happen. But as soon as they walked out, suddenly, tell somebody, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven like as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared under them cloven tongues like as a fire and they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, tell somebody, everybody got the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. Come on, that's what's happening in this church. Uh, hey man, I said something to our uh, assistant pastor. I said, boy, I'd like to get the numbers of the year so far. Maybe we can do that by next week. If we can get the numbers together of what is prayed through this year so far and how many have been filled with the Holy Ghost just in this church. It's going to blow your mind. Amen. Tell somebody it's going to blow your mind. There are hundreds of people getting the Holy Ghost 
Every day, every weekend, I follow a, an evangelist chat uh, on, a text, on a text message, about 120 evangelists. And every day, there'll be evangelists texting. We had one more get the Holy Ghost. We had five. We had 10. We had 38 get the Holy Ghost. We had 15 pray back through. Backsliders that used to be in a church that left for a while, they're coming back. We had 10 backsliders. We had 20 new ones. Come on, somebody. What are you saying? I'm saying Jesus is coming. Hey, man, upon this last generation. Amen. So in 1948, Israel became a nation. And in 2018, Israel became 70 years old. Everybody say 70 years old. The Bible declares that when that happened, that generation would not pass. There would be no passing, amen, of this generation in whole of people. When Israel turns 70 years old, amen, that generation, everybody say, this generation is that generation. What are you saying? I want us to be quickened. I want us to be quick to our understanding that these are the last few moments, uh, the last few days and last few years of this thing called grace. Uh, God's got us in grace right now. Everybody that's in here, you've been feeling the move of the Holy Ghost. Everybody that's in here, you've been feeling a little goosebump. Uh, some of you begin to clap your hands. What is it? It's not just good music, but it's great music. It doesn't just have a good groove. It's got a great groove. Uh, but beyond that, the anointing of God is touching it because let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. If you're breathing, you're given a command to give God praise. If you've clapped your hand, you praise Him. If you've waved your hand, you praise Him. If you've leaped for joy, you praise Him. If you did toe lifts, you praise Him. If you knelt down at the altar, you praise Him. But the Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So this is the last generation. I know we got a young couple just engaged and it popped in my head. Well, God, could you just, I don't know when the date's gonna be. It may be a few weeks or a couple of months, three months. I don't know what the rules are, but amen. Amen, I know they're praying in the name of Jesus. Stammering signs and everything. Give us, if it's three months, give us three months and five days. Hallelujah. Let us get to marriage and give us five days to enjoy one another. Hallelujah. Amen, but it could be that it happens. You could say, I do, and she says, I do, and then dad says, kiss the bride, and you could be in the middle of a kiss, and bump it the trumpet will sound, and we'll be caught up. Tell somebody we're that close to the end. I'm preaching with urgency to every person in this room. Jesus Christ is coming. He's coming quicker than you think. Amen, I said he's coming quicker than you think. But the same prophet, which was prophet Ezekiel, said in his book in chapter 36 and verse 8, he said, your branches, amen, shall shoot forth. You will yield fruit. He said, I am for you. This is what he said of the heavenly seed. Say, this is what he said about us, the church. Tell somebody, the church. Amen. He said, the stars of the heaven, this is who I'm talking to. Your branches shall shoot forth. You will yield fruit. He said, I am for you. I will turn to you. I will multiply men upon you. They shall increase and bring fruit. I will settle you after your old estates and I will do better unto you than at your beginnings. Tell somebody, my last days are gonna be better than my former days. Can I tell you the best place to be today is in the church of the living God because there is a pronounced blessing on us. Our last days will be greater than our former days. 
can I tell you in spite of what it looks like, in spite of what you're hearing through the news, in spite of the prophets of doom, there is a breakthrough coming. There is a breakthrough coming. Your moms and dads are going to pray through. Your uncles and aunts are going to get the Holy Ghost. Your friends are going to pray through. Why? Because God promised a breakthrough. So the prophet Joel, he joins in with a prophecy. When he says the latter house, everybody say the latter house shall be greater than the former house. In the last days, saith the Lord, I will. Everybody say, God said, I will, I will, I will, I will. God said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Tell somebody, what you're feeling right now is the outpouring of God's spirit. Oh, yes, I look at somebody say, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Amen. Tell somebody I used to not always be like this. Come on, get honest with somebody say, I used to not be like this. I used to be lost. I used to be on drugs. I used to be on alcohol. I used to be playing around in pornography. I used to be being immoral. But when I heard the gospel, tell somebody I came out of that. I came out of that. Can you believe we're jumping around in here and clapping and singing and some are running and we haven't drank anything? We don't have a hangover from Jack Daniels. We don't have a hangover from Everclear. We're in our right minds and we're still praising God with all of our heart. Somebody shout amen. He said these last days will also be he said, I will restore the years. Everybody say the years. He uses uh, four uh, insects to describe it. He says that the canker worm, the caterpillar, the locust, and the palmer worm have destroyed. Two of these insects devour what is above ground. And two of the insects devour what is below ground. So what is he saying? He said, I'm going to restore to you the years that the caterpillar and the canker worm have destroyed. That which was above ground. The buds that were on the tree. Before they could get budded, those two insects came or animals came and they began to devour it. Tell somebody, I had fruit ready to be birthed. There was fruitfulness in you that was ready to come forth. But these two things, that caterpillar and canker worm, came and ate it. He said, and the locust and the palmer worm, what they have destroyed. They ate what was in the ground. Tell somebody they ate what was in the ground before it popped out, before it sported forth, before there was something you could see growing. It was destroyed. Tell somebody, I lost a lot of stuff years ago, but God said, I'm going to get it back. Tell somebody God said I was going to get it back. I'm telling you there's a breakthrough coming. It's not only possible, but it is prophetically promised by the almighty God. Somebody ought to praise him in advance of your breakthrough. You can be seated, so what are you saying? I'm saying you may be saying, I've gone as far as I can go. I've done all that I can do, and I've given all that I can give. But I want to tell you today, I want to preach to you that there is a genealogy. There is a legacy, a lineage, and a pedigree for a breakthrough. A breakthrough that, yes, is genetically structured. 
Genetics is a branch of biology that deals with the heredity of organisms. It is the genetic makeup and phenomenon of an organism type, group, or condition. A breakthrough is an offensive thrust that penetrates and carries beyond a defensive line in warfare. It is a sudden advance. Tell somebody it's a sudden advance in knowledge. Tell somebody in knowledge or in technique. Yes, there is today about to be a sudden advance. There is about to be a penetrating through the barriers and blockades. There is a spirit of revelation and knowledge that we are involved in and even are baptized into a spiritual organism. We are baptized into a phenomenal group and a phenomenal condition. What are you saying? I say when you've been born again, you've been baptized into the most phenomenal group this world has ever seen. The Bible declares if any man shall be in Christ, he is a new creature. Tell somebody I've got newness on me. You can be seated. What do you mean new, new creature? The word is literally creation. You become a new creation. That means when you are born again. Now, Nicodemus had this conversation with Jesus in John 3. I'm off my nose, but I'm in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say he's in the Holy Ghost. Nicodemus, John 3. Jesus takes him out there. and Nicodemus asked me a question. Jesus looked at him. He said, let me tell you something, Nicodemus. You're one of the 70 rulers of Israel. But in his mind, he's saying, this is Old Testament. Now, what's fixing to happen is going to be boom shaka like a new. That's my interpretation of it. I mean, just fixing to rock your socks, Nick. I'm going to blow your sandals off, Bubba. That's what he's saying. He said, now you all right. You and the 70 elders, you all right. But you must be born again. And Nicodemus, Nicodemus looked at Jesus and kind of wrinkled his eyelids and kind of like, what you talking about? If he's in Louisiana, he says, shy, what you say, shy? That's what they say down there. What you say, shy? Cajun folks, they cray cray in the couillon. That's crazy in the head. That's Cajun for crazy in the head. Amen. He said, you cray cray in the cool, y'all. Jesus, what you, what you say, shy? Jesus said, when I say born again, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Nicodemus said, how can I be an old, enter again into my mother's womb? He said, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about re-entering your mother's womb. You was born of that, that one once. That got you into the mess. When you, somebody say, when I was born on this planet, I was born in the mess. The Bible says we're all born in sin and shapened in iniquity. Iniquity is self-will. Everybody say, I've been doing what I wanted to do. Amen. That's the way we were born. But Jesus said, now you must be born again, Nicodemus. You must be born of the water and of the spirit. What do you say? You can't just come to church and light a row of candles and that be good. There's no place in the Bible where anybody lighted candles. No place in the New Testament church. They lined up, said, okay, we're done. Hey, Moshe, we're done. Come here, we're lined up. We got a room back here, candles everywhere. I want you to light up five. You light up 10. You light up 27. Who are you a bad dude? You light 51. Ooh, and you a demon from hell. You need to light 100. There is no, look at somebody say, there is no Bible. Nothing in that anywhere in the New Testament church. No place is there anything about anybody lighting candles. Tell somebody there's no place. There's no place where they went over to a side room and they had a box about big as these two computers said, and you went in one side, click, close the door and sit down and a priest is on this side and you talk through a little, you just barely see through it. You said, I'm a bad guy. What have you done? Well, I stole some stuff. What else? Well, 
I stole a bunch of stuff. What did you do? Well, I robbed Walmart. What else did you do? Well, I took some drugs. What else did you do? I gave some to some kids. What else did you do? And you run through this list, and this guy on the other side of the bus said, okay, yeah, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, he's, whatever he says. He says, now, go back to the room, light a bunch of candles. You got to say, your, your, uh, count your beads. I want you to do 150 Hail Marys full of grace. I don't remember the rest of it, but you, I want you to count 300 times on the beads. I want you, there is no, tell somebody there's no Bible anywhere. Oh, look at somebody say, he's preaching for a breakthrough today. I said he's preaching for a breakthrough today. Hey man, there's no place in the Bible where anybody did that. Uh, but I do got Bible where Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Or you cannot see the kingdom of God. And then you cannot enter the king. Tell somebody, I must be born again if I want to go to heaven. Amen. Tell somebody that part was free. But it was absolutely true. Amen. You must be born. That doesn't make anybody bad. I'm referencing some different churches. That doesn't make them bad. They're just telling what they know so far. Amen. But tell somebody, I know somebody that's got a little bit more. Tell somebody I'm in a church that knows a little bit more. Tell somebody they know we must be born again. Oh, if you've been born again, would you lift your hands and would you give God some praise? Come on, if you've repented of your sins, you ought to praise him. If you've been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of those sins, you ought to praise him. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, heaven is by speaking with us, you ought to praise him. What are you saying? I'm talking about a breakthrough. Somebody say a breakthrough. It it'll re, reforms you. You are born again. You become a part of a whole new spiritual organism. You say, I got failures. Failure is never final. Tell somebody failure is never final. Paul Meyer said 90% of all those who fail are not actually defeated. They just quit. H. Stanley Judd said, don't waste your time and energy trying to cover up your failures. Learn from your failures and go on to the next challenge. It's okay to fail. If you're not failing, you're not growing, he said. Look at somebody say, I've messed up. Tell somebody, I've done some bad stuff, but I'm still kicking. Tell somebody, I'm still kicking. George Bernard Shaw said, a life spent in making mistakes is not only more honorable, but is more useful than a life spent doing nothing. Tell somebody that's better than doing nothing. And for all you country folks, a Texas farmer said, it doesn't matter how much milk you spilt, as long as you don't lose your cow. Come on, tell somebody, I've spilt some milk, but I still got my cow. Come on, tell somebody, I've spilt some milk, but I got more milk coming. What are you saying? You must be born again. So today we must declare when I fall, I shall arise. So I've come to tell somebody, get up, get up, get up, get up. Whatever you're doing, get up. Whatever mistake you made, get up. Whatever failure you've had, get up. Tell somebody around you, get up. We will not stumble at the feet of stronger men, nor will we cower in the face of our critics, nor despair over difficult endeavors. 
but we will engage in the arena of conflict. We will bear in our bodies the scars of war. Our souls shall attest to the fact that we are an advancing army against tall blockades and barriers. What are you saying, Brother Godwin? I want you to tell the person next to you, today there is a pedigree for a breakthrough. What's a pedigree? A pedigree is a register. It's a recording of a line of ancestors, an ancestral line or lineage. It is the record of a distinguished ancestor. My mother, I was just thinking while I was on platform, I need to tell mama I need to see my genealogy. She went through it about 15, 20 years ago, and I forget how many generations back she's got it. I need to get that and read it because it talks about my pedigree. She wanted to know where she came from. Where over in England were we? Amen. And why? Tell somebody there is a pedigree to a breakthrough. Do you understand this new birth message we're talking about? We can trace our pedigree all the way back to the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Tell somebody my pedigree goes to the Bible. Tell somebody I have been born again of the water and spirit. That connects me to a Holy Ghost pedigree. Small-mindedness, greatness is not determined by the amount of money we acquire or the level of education you might attain or the degree of promotion you've achieved. But greatness in a person is measured by the cause that propels you forward. What are you saying? I'm saying this is a revolutionary church that is possessed and filled with the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God. It is the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. What are you saying? I'm, I'm done. I'm telling you, you've been infused and endowed with a yoke-destroying anointing. You've been endowed with the gift of the Holy Ghost that gives birth to the gifts of the Spirit. You are an armed apostolic army empowered by a paradigm that breaks the vision. So what are you saying? This is a breakthrough service. Somebody in here is about to leave challenged and changed and charged for a breakthrough. 150 years ago, before Ezekiel, before Ezekiel prophesied, the prophet Micah declared, looking through time, 150 years before Ezekiel, that makes 2,650 uh, years ago, Ezekiel in prayer, the Spirit of God moved on him and he looked down through time ahead of him and he said, I see an assembly. I see a gathering of people. He said, they're in a flock, in a fold, and they are making a lot of noise. What is it? He said, he declares, the breakers are coming. They have broken up and have passed through the gates. And the Lord is on their head. Who are these breakers? And what is their genealogy? Nehemiah 11 and 4 says, they are a tribe or a genealogy, which is a recorded ancestry. And he begins to name some. He said, number one, he said, there is a son of Benjamin. Benjamin was the son of right hand and power. Everybody remember the story of Benjamin? Amen. Powerful story. And then there was, you're of the tribe of Judah. Judah means now I will praise the Lord. Everybody say, now I'm going to praise the Lord. And then there's a son called Mahaliel, which is the praise of God. Not just any God, but the praise of Elohim, the God of Genesis chapter 1, with plenty of might and power. He said, Mahaliel says, I'm going to praise Elohim. Elohim here paints a picture of a ram that relentlessly butts its head until he breaks through. Can I tell you, the reason we praise him like we do even on Sunday morning is because praise releases the power of God to a breakthrough. 
It don't matter what you come in here bound with. We come in here to praise God. We come in here with Mahaliel praise. Tell somebody, I've got a hard-headed praise in me. What do you mean? I just won't quit praising him. I'm going to praise him today. I'm going to praise him tonight. I'm going to praise him in the morning. I'm going to praise him Tuesday night. I'm going to praise him Wednesday morning. Can I say prophetically to this church as I close, uh, your praise is bringing this breakthrough upon you. The breakthrough of Perez is upon this people. It's a breakthrough. Perez means to break down, to break through, or to burst. This is the same word used in Micah for breaker, which points to the coming of Jesus Christ. Nehemiah emphasizes that Perez has 468 sons. They are descendants, those of his lineage, of his genes. Perez was not just one man, but he had sons. Not just one breakthrough, but 468 breakthroughs. What are you saying? I'm saying this genealogy, it was God begat Adam, who begat Seth, who begat Mahaliel, the praise of breakthrough, who begat Enoch, who begat Methuselah, who begat Noah, a son, who begat Get a son, they beget a son, they beget a son, and so on until he beget Abraham, who beget Isaac, who beget Jacob, who beget Perez, and you keep following the begets down, and it'll lead you right to Jesus Christ. What are you saying? I'm saying when you and I are born again, we are connected to the spiritual genetics of another bloodline. Our first birth connected us to the first Adam, which got us in sin. We didn't have to do anything to be born lost. We were just born and therefore lost. But when you choose to be born again, you get a hold of a whole new genetic line. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Stand with me. bloodline gives you heritage, lineage and pedigree if we lay hands on the sick they shall recover whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven when you are born again you receive power to resist the devil and the Bible says he will flee from you you can speak to the mountain, that thing that's in front of you that's hindering you When you're born again, you can speak to that mountain. Financial difficulty, I curse you in Jesus' name. It'll be moved. Take somebody by the hand next to you. Oh, Jesus. Squeeze that hand. hand that you're holding is one person that if they would have been the only person left alive on this planet God would desire for you to be born again of the water and spirit why the Bible says sin Bring us forth death. Not just natural death, but worse than that, spiritual death. Which means when the rapture takes place, when God comes back for his church, those that have been born again of the water and spirit, 
He will take us out of this world, out of this cosmos. Like blinking your eyes. How fast will it happen, Brother Godwin? Just blink your eyes. You will go from Halle here. The next step will be over there and it will be Luya. You'll be like, oh my God. The Spirit of God within you will reverse it. It will take this old flesh. And the mortal shall take on immortality. If you've got the Holy Ghost, if you've been born again, the Spirit of God in you, when the horn sounds, it will happen so quick. Bam! You'll go from here to... I should have remembered to do it. I got some information on the light years. There was something I was reading the other day. 58,000 light years away. They got cameras out there now taking pictures something that happened 50 some thousand light years ago but when you and I are taken out of this cosmos which includes all that how long is it going to take it's going to be over we are going to be gone the presence of God in this whole universe will go out of it Leave this to the sin, to the devil, to the antichrist, to all the craziness that's going to happen. Tell somebody it's going to be whacked out. Because when God pulls his church out of here, there's going to be total chaos. But today we've got a moment if I'll give you a chance quickly. Did you know all you have to do is say, God, I repent. Repent means I'm sorry. Everything I've done, knowingly that was wrong, and stuff that I did, I didn't know was wrong. That's the first time I've been around church. God, forgive me. When you say that or anything close to that, God forgives. I remember the first night I repented. I was sitting on the front row. Kendall Hadlock was sitting on the end of the pew. I was sitting in second place. David was sitting third. David Jones. I was sitting there. Pastor was preaching on a Wednesday night. I was so convicted. Oh, my God. I was like, Brother Waylon, please let us pray. I'd been praying the altar. I'd been wanting the Holy Ghost. But that night, something, oh, man. He said, let's all come and let's pray. And I shot across to this other side. The organ was over there. That organ and the Leslie, wherever that's at. The big speaker. I went over there so I could, red, dark, burgundy carpet. Had my face down. He was screaming, oh, God. Finally, I kind of came to a little bit. There's water, tears and snot and junk in the carpet. And it was on my face. I wiped it off. Was praying. I was repenting. And I remember. And he quit praying. And I felt so good. I was like, oh my God. My mom said, Did you get hold of us? No, mom, I just repented. But man, I've never felt like this. Can I tell you, in just a few moments of you saying, God, forgive me of my sins, it's the greatest feeling you'll ever get. And if you once you've done that, if you just lift your hands and begin to say, I love you, Jesus. I want you to fill me with your spirit. If you'll do that, begin to worship him. Amen. It won't be but just a minute. You'll feel the Holy Ghost come in you. That's God coming in you. And He will He will begin to take your tongue and your sounds will come out. You don't understand. What is it? That's speaking in other tongues. That's the evidence that God has come in you. And then we'll baptize you in Jesus' name. 
Baptize. Baptizo means to bury, to be immersed in. It doesn't mean sprinkle. No place in the Bible did they sprinkle them with water. But when they baptized them, they put them under the water and they brought them up. They were buried with Christ Jesus in baptism. And when that happens, you will be born again. Somebody lift shoes in your neighbor's hands and say, I want to be born again. Come on, lift somebody's hands. Come on. Come on, come on. We're about to sing and I'm done. I want to open this altar to everybody, our guests, our saints. We want you to take somebody by the hand. We want you to come down to the altar as close as you can. Come all the way down. Everybody, come on. Let's come. As they begin to sing a little something here, I want you to come down and begin to talk to the Lord. Come all the way down as close as you can. God, forgive me of my sins. Just tell him, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Come all the way down. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on, saints. Come all the way down. Come with your hands raised. Come on, lift your hands. God, I need you. I want to break through. I want to break through all the mess. I want to break through all my habits. I want to break through all my sins. I want to be brought out of my trouble. God, I want a new creature. I want to be a new creation for you. Come on, past will be washed away. You'll be brand new. Come on, somebody praise him. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, that's it. Praise Him. Come on, praise Him. Spirit breakdown. Oh, Jesus
Make me a new creature. Yes, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's him. Love him, love him, love him. Come on, love him. I love you, Jesus. Would you break out, Jesus? Break out, Lord. Oh, come on, you'll be a new creature in Christ Jesus. Come on, praise him. Praise him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, open your mouth. Let the Holy Ghost come. You're becoming a new creature. That's it. Let the tears flow. That's it. That's it. You'll be born again. Born again. Born again. Come on. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Shake it up. Yes, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. That's it. Tell him, tell him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Come on, that's it. Everybody praise him. That's it. Come on and praise him. Praise his name. Keep him up, He's making you a new creature. He's making you a new creation. Yes, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 